A mother changes her son's name after a tattoo artist spelled it wrong, but she actually grew to love the new name instead. So, so she changed it. She's like, hey, let me let this tattoo artist name my child. I mean, I hardly know him. Been knowing him for like two hours, but like, let's let him make this big time decision in my life. <laughs> so, Wow. There's no test to become a parent? I mean, there shouldn't there be? <laughs> a mother has changed the two-year-old son's name after a tattoo artist misspelled the name while inking her. Johanna Jizhall. Jizhall? <laughs> I'm sorry. She needs to change her name. <laughs> Johanna Jizhall Sandstrom from Sweden, ended up with a tattoo that read Kelvin instead of her little boy's name, Kevin. <laughs> but after looking into expensive and painful removal options, such as laser surgery to take away or fix the tattoo, the 30-year-old decided to rename her toddler instead. It was cheaper. <laughs> Didn't take as much time. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? First of all, you know, a tattoo isn't put on, like, really quickly. Like, you're watching it go. Didn't you see when he started to make the L that there was something wrong? No, no, no. Uh, it's K-E-V. You're, you're starting to make an L. And, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, can you turn the L into a V? I mean, we're halfway there. We can still save it. And who keeps going with the Kelvin? I mean, how do you not... Was she completely passed out, in the, like, while this tattoo was happening? So many questions. All of them narrowed down to the same idea, which is that... No matter how you slice it, this mother is an idiot. So either way, uh, however it went down, she's a moron. She said, I, I wanted the names of my children tattooed on me, and I gave the artist their names. The artist drew the designs and uh, didn't ask anything about the spelling, so I didn't give it any more thought. Well, didn't wasn't it spelled out in the design? I mean, he showed you a design. It'll look like this. And, I mean, wasn't it spelled wrong there? And then? I mean, I don't know. According to Johanna... The tattoo artist laughed at his mistake and offered her a refund, insisting he could not undo his work. Well, you know, he should, instead of a refund, by rights, the tattoo artist should uh, tattoo over it or, like, there's, there's got to be ways to sort of uh, reshape it somehow or offer a laser treatment to get, I, mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But the mother of three and her husband decided to rename the child after investigating the removal options. Johanna now says she actually prefers the unique name Kelvin because no one else has it. <laughs> well, I mean, the next person who goes to that tattoo artist to get the name Kevin will definitely have the name Kelvin then at that point because this guy can't seem to spell Kevin correctly. The 30-year-old mother did add that she will be more careful if she ever gets the name of her recently born daughter named Freeha, Freja, Freja, inked into her body. I can't even spell it. No, I mean, you know. With a tricky name, I mean, what do you expect? She said, I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper and check it over 10,000 times. Well, yeah, when you're getting a tattoo, you, you really need to be careful, okay? It's uh, it's not like a temporary tattoo or putting a sticker on your body. I mean, you got to like, you know, let's make sure we know what's going on in my body forever and ever, okay? Can you show me that you know how to spell, first of all? <laughs> tattoo artist, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, weird, weird. Pretty funny, though. Got to admit. 
I just have to forewarn you about this one. I, I could get very angry in the middle of this, so brace yourself, guys. <laughs> a sexuality expert claims parents should ask their baby's permission before changing their dirty diaper. Hmm. I'm not a parent. I'm not going to make a judgment right now. Let's read the article. <laughs> this is from the Independent UK. A sexuality expert says parents should ask their child's permission before changing their diapers so they can set up a culture of consent. Do you mean sexual consent? How does this work? How does that work? You're comparing changing a diaper to sec- to having sex? It sounds like it. Let's get into it, though. Let's... We need more information before we can totally rip apart this quote-unquote sexuality expert. You're a sexuality expert if you say you're a sexuality expert, right? Are they giving out degrees in sexuality? Is that a thing? Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Deanne Carson made the suggestion on ABC News during a segment about teaching consent to young children, and many viewers have since expressed their confusion over this idea. According to Carson, who describes herself as a, quote, sexuality educator on Twitter... Is that all you need to get on ABC is be like you write on Twitter that you're a sexuality (laughs) educator? It's Twitter. We can write anything in our bios. (laughs) All right. A culture. Okay. So she says, according to Carson, a culture of consent needs to start at birth. To do so, she, she she suggested parents ask their infants questions such as, I'm going to change your diaper now. Is that Okay. Because she was referring to babies, Carson admitted that they will not verbally respond. She said, of course the baby's not going to respond. Yes, yes, that's awesome. I'd love my diaper changed. But if you leave a space and wait for body language and wait to, to make eye contact, then you are letting that child know that their response matters. Yeah, you're also letting the child know that they're completely in charge as a baby. Yes, can I please change your diaper? Can I feed you now? Can I please? Can I, can I, can I? You're in charge. You're also raising an asshole at this point. You know what I mean? You gotta just, you gotta do things to your kid, all right, without asking permission. You gotta say no to your children. This is what, this is a problem in our culture now. No one's saying no to the children. No one's, they're letting the children run rampant, and now we have the biggest egos we've ever seen in a young generation. I mean, huge egos. They have such egos that they think pictures of their food is interesting. Pictures of their face are interesting. They think everybody gives a shit about them. Huh. Here I go. Here I go. Guys. Oh boy. Uh, Since the segment aired, many people on social media have criticized Carson and her suggestions for building an environment of child consent. Uh, Here's a quote. Sorry, but if a child has a dirty diaper, then the parents should change it because that's part of caring for your child properly, not because their child granted them permission, one one person wrote on Twitter, and I agree with that. Another person said, can you imagine showing up at the doctor's with your baby because due to a lack of permission, you couldn't change its diaper for days, and now your baby has a skin condition? (laughs) Okay. Or what about the babies at the doctor, uh, or the babies at the emergency room, and they have to take the baby's clothes off in order to operate and save the baby, but now they have to ask the baby's permission. Can we please take off your pants to to treat your injury? Can you please give us consent, baby? (laughs) Because consent is more important than health at the moment (laughs) in saving your life. Carson has since responded to the backlash on her social media where she wrote a lengthy lengthy post defending her stance. Oh boy, I'm not going to read that. Um, She said, sadly, some people have chose to ridicule me and the notion of giving infants bodily autonomy, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
The sexuality expert then shared statistics of child sexual assault before continuing. The work we do with children, teachers, and parents is the international best practice in abuse prevention. Look, I'm not saying kids are not getting sexually abused. I'm saying this is a poor solution to it. Okay? A very poor solution to it. That's just my opinion. I'm not a sexual sexuality expert, although I, I suppose if I write it in my Twitter bio, that makes me one. Uh, so listen, uh, this is a hot topic. So <laughs> let's. Did I just say hot topic? What a loser! Uh, yeah, I want to ask you guys, my fellow weirdos, what do you think? Do you think that um, this sort of tactic is going to help us, uh, you know, overcome uh, the 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 hot button issue that is uh, consent, sexual consent? Uh, I'm not saying don't start early. Uh, but a baby is a little early, you think? Uh, you know, if we're going to start before someone even knows what sexuality really is, I mean, is that even effective? And is the whole this whole uh, changing the diaper strategy going to be effective? Do you have an opinion on that? Or do you have your own opinion on how to approach these things? Anybody out there, a professional, please. I mean, I don't know what professionals would listen to my show, but maybe there's a few. <laughs> please call me. The number is 646-450-2012, or you can email me funnyjones at gmail, or you can send me a DM on Twitter or Instagram at funnyjones. Facebook is Comedian Jonesy, and now I'm being annoying, so bye-bye. There's a worrying trend of middle-class people eating ecstasy wrapped in cheese. What is this? I'm, well, not quite middle class, but I know some middle class people. I aspire to be middle class someday. <laughs> like, I'm not hearing about this ecstasy in the cheese. And why haven't I been invited to these MDMA cheese parties? I'd like to partake. <laughs> I love cheese and ecstasy, too. <laughs> this is so weird. A concerning new drug... Tr- uh, a concerning new drug-taking, drug-taking hyphenated trend has emerged of people swallowing MDMA with brie. Parties in London are reported to see middle-class women take this synthetic drug with French cheese. According to the Metro, the new craze has been dubbed breeing. <laughs> well, I want to brie this weekend. Guys, let's get together and brie this weekend. One 50-year-old businesswoman told the newspaper that she regularly hosts dinner parties where breeing takes place. And then she also hosts the orgy that takes place afterward. (laughs) Uh, I have a strong circle of female friends. Let me do this in a British accent. I have a strong circle of female friends, and we had tried all the latest fads, food fashions, and destination dinner parties, but something was missing. We did not seem to have as much of a laugh then as when we were younger. There always seemed to be barriers up between us as we got older, so one of our group suggested we all take ecstasy together so we could open up to each other and improve our friendships. Our friend had been given a gram of MDMA by her daughter, and we had no idea how to take it, as though some of us had taken coke before. Although some of us had taken coke before, we had never taken MDMA. I phoned my son, who told us not to sniff it, but to swallow it. So we, we wrapped some of the powder in a cigarette wrapper and put it in brie cheese, and we all took some. Oh, and what a time we had. Nothing happened for 40 minutes. Then the colors in the rug seemed to be more vivid, and before I knew it, I had a... Uh, Shirley's breast in my mouth. Just kidding. (laughs) But before I knew it, I was in an in-depth conversation about my fantasy sex life with an old friend. It was such an intense experience. I am sure most of us at that party have done it with other friends. So now uh, wrapping MDMA in cheese seems to be the thing now. (laughs) A year later, I've been invited to many breeding parties and people seem to think of it 
You think it was all a grand design, but I assure you it was just not a grand design. It was totally on a whim. <laughs> it is such a middle-class way of taking drugs, wrapping it in cheese, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> Look at I'm all for people uh, taking drugs, and if this allows you to take drugs in a more comfortable way, then hell yeah, go for it, man. You know, if you want to smoke pot out of an apple, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you know, I've had... um. I've been to parties where people have uh, eaten mushrooms on a pizza, like psychedelic mushrooms on a pizza. I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, wrapping ecstasy in cheese, I'm, I'm going to admit, I never thought of that. But, you know, you can, <laughs> you can sniff it. <laughs> you can, I don't know. I just used to put it, I mean, I've drank it in orange juice many times. You know, you could, <laughs> there's so many ways. Capsule form is great. Pill form. Uh, cheese. Hmm. Never thought about cheese. What about, um, cheese and then wrap that in bacon? Oh my God. Cheese and bacon ecstasy. Now, now that is something I can get behind right there. I don't know, guys. If you, uh, I'm going to put it out there. The question to my weirdos, how do you like to take your MDMA? (laughs) How do you take your ecstasy, guys? And by the way, could you please mail me some if you have any, if you have any left over? Or better yet, invite me to your house and serve me MDMA on a platter while you're naked. I would love that. Let's, let's do it like that, okay? My number is six, six, what is my number? 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com or Instagram at funnyjones. Twitter at funnyjones. DM me. I want to know what you weirdos think about this ecstasy and cheese and if you have tried it and how do you take your ecstasy? How do you? Yes, how do you take your ecstasy? Let me do, I'm going to do, uh, this is what all the women sound like in a Monty Python sketch. Yes, how do you like to take your ecstasy? Yes, do you wrap it in brie? Do you? It's pretty goddamn good. <laughs>